I uh, I had a big week. I took PTO, spent the entire week potty training Keaton. Today, we uh, had a accident-free trip to Disneyland. So Congratulations. So yeah. it worked. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Did he, he, did, uh, he did a good job. And then yesterday, I, I typed this out on the Discord. <laughs> I saw, yes, I saw it today. Yes. <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, I found a bunch of tax documents going all the way back to 2005, 2006. And I was like, I could probably get rid of these now. And this is before I had digital files of everything. It was like receipts, pay stubs, all that stuff right. going back all the way back then. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to pay to get this shredded. And uh, I don't know anything of from realtors, whatever the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good promo. Like you, you go there, you drop it off, and they throw it in the big back of the truck. Oh, my mom! And my mom's like, "Well, if you know somebody at the bank, like uh, I have a friend, blah blah blah." She tells me his name at the bank. They'll tell. And I was like, "You think I have friends at the bank? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you, you don't hang out there every other about? weekend, David? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? That involves me going out of my house." Going inside the bank on purpose and then interacting with and people getting to know somebody so well that I have a person at the bank. You're insane. <laughs> but um, it's a typical mom move, right? <laughs> oh, my God. The most mom move. And so she's like, if you know somebody at the bank and I'm like, if it were me and I were telling somebody that I would say, hey, I have a friend at the bank that lets me shred this stuff. Let me see if I can get your stuff. No, her words to me were. If you have a friend at the bank, they can do, which is 100% a thing my mom would do. <laughs> Not offer to help, offer advice that is inapplicable to my life and the way that I live it. So I'm like, nope, I'm just going to burn it in your fireplace because you have one. And I, when I got to that point in the story and I thought, <laughs> David is burning shit in fireplaces I'm still? Burning documents. Yeah, I can't man. believe and. and from my years as a pyromaniac growing up, I even yeah. to me, I go, this is a little too far. For, I would never attempt this. I would, well, here's the thing. It's did a big, you, in your mind, did you think I was putting two trash bags full of things into the fireplace? Not and really, but ablaze? still. I, okay, here's my thought. These, this thing, the fireplace, if if it is prepped for wood, should Take the smoke up and out. If the flu, the way that it, they work, the way that the the vacuum of a mm-hmm. you know chimney works, will take smoke out. And the smoke is created after the heat is made of the the wood, and it's probably right around the point where it goes into this the actual stack. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of paper just making a bunch of smoke right then and there in the pile. So I'm getting this thought that you're immediately seeing smoke. Not necessarily going up, but still coming out, like coming out toward you. So that so was my anxious that was thought. The, that, was the, that was the thing. So I told him, I, I was like, let me, I'm going to clear out all the ash. There's ash in there, bunch of cobwebs, all kinds of shit in there because they don't light fires. That, and, and that so, would freak me out too, because then there's all this all this stuff that's built up in there and you're, and you're putting hundreds of degrees of temperature up in this thing. It'll burn off. That's, that's how I live my life. It'll burn off. So I clean out all the ash. I clean out all the cobwebs. It's clean, right? Yep. And so I'm like, all right, there's a piece of wood right there. I was like, let me throw this in here, and then I'll throw some documents, some documents in there. It's got to get started anyway. And then I'm like, oh, it's a gas fireplace. Let me turn the gas on. Justin. <laughs> Your description. <laughs> I thought 
it's like a quarter turn and it's on. Sure. And I'm turning it and I'm like, oh man, it really goes. And then I'm hearing it. I'm like, why can I hear it so much? But I don't smell it. Sure. So I light a match and I toss it in and it blows up in my face <laughs> and I catch my fucking hair on fire. Jeez, dude. And like then that- the flames are going, dude. Fucking going. That that's a sign enough for me to say, nah, I'm not doing this. No, I start laughing. And I turn around to my dad and I was like, what? This is ridiculous. Like the the thing is going behind me. It looks like fucking Elon Musk with his flamethrower behind me. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This this shouldn't even be possible. Why is this doing this? So I turn the gas down and uh my God. And oh, I did ask my dad. I said, Hey, how do I what's open? Do I push the the rod thing forward, uh, uh, basically away from us, or toward us? And he says, I don't know. I think away from us. So I'm like, all right. Well, and when I do it, if I push it away, a bunch of shit falls down on me. So you if think I pull it's it, opened, right? So correct. I'm like, it makes sense to me. If I push it, shit falls down. That, that it, it must be opening and shit's falling down, right? Yeah, good logic. No. No, the entire living room is filled with smoke at this point. My mom starts freaking out. She's like, the neighbors are going to call. And blah. I was like, unless the smoke alarm goes off, nobody gives a shit. Like, who cares? No, nobody's calling. I'm telling you, I'm like, what are you worried about? Like, I opened the doors. I put the dog away. So the dog, because they're always freaked out. The dog's going to run away. Sure. I put the dog away. I opened the doors. I turned the fans on. I'm not really sure what you want from me. I understand from her point of view, there is a fire in a fire the pl- fireplace is lit smoke is coming into the house i understand that's not great why are we yelling like why are we upset <laughs> the, it is what it is let's figure it out let's not you know what i mean all right yeah whereas and and i thought this was a very big step in my development without getting too much into it my mom and i have a very complicated relationship were this me in high school or younger i would have been scared for my fucking life instead i'm just laughing at her i'm like what the fuck are you like what are we doing turns out no the thing should have been pulled toward the house okay and my dad asks because he didn't help he just watched me do it he was like well when you pushed it did it click and i said no it did not click um it it did get uh it was like pushing there was resistance and then it just sort of stopped and he was like "Mm." and and i said when i pulled it it was really easy he was like, then it should have failed open, which means if you pull it and it's really easy, it, you want it to fail. It, it wants to fail open. So pulling it was probably the right thing to do. Sure enough, we pull it. Smoke goes out the chimney. Now, what's weird is I did go out and check the chimney when the smoke was coming in the house. I looked. And I said, there's smoke coming out. I don't know what you want from me. Right, it, right. It seems okay. open to me. He was like, well, it's not airtight. The smoke is going to get by it. At this point, Justin, I'm like, well, then what the fuck is a fireplace? I, I don't understand what the fuck is happening here. I grew up with this fireplace. I used I to throw my Christmas tree in this fireplace. This fireplace, man, I got shit going in there. Jesus, and, um, dude. As a kid. And like now I'm just like, I don't fucking know. So <laughs> by the time we get it fit, figured, right, uh-huh. I throw some more wood in there. Oh, that was what, you, like you were saying, as the, the as the fire goes, it pushes the smoke up the... the it, you create you it cr- words a like vacuum. vacuum yeah. Yeah. You used words like some other thing. Anyway, my dad said, the flames aren't high enough. He kept turning the gas up. It really pissed oh, my mom. She really didn't like that. I was like, I went out and got a piece of wood and threw it into the fireplace. So at this point, the fireplace is 
not roaring, but it's tall enough that the flames are going above the 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 the, the proscenium of the hearth. Okay. Oh, wait, right? wait, wait. It's not you you're saying it's not large, but the flames are above like the visible I, part. I basically of- I basically made the wood in such a way that the the tips of the flames were above the um the the way that I stacked the wood and documents. <laughs> oh my um, god, David. I, the flames did... were high enough to clear the proscenium of the like physical the flames were no more than two or three inches, but they were up high. I'm just telling my dad, I see, I'm like, I you see. want the me flames to put the were, were flames up? Higher. I'll put them up. You know, I, I, I made I them see. go. I thought right. they were from the bottom to the top. But you're saying they started higher. No, okay, when my dad right. turned the gas up, it did that. Good God. <laughs> all right. Um, I was like, why are you doing that? You just need like an inch of gas. Um, to me, it shouldn't go any higher than it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I have my gas, gas fireplace going. The, uh, the flames are this big. That's unless you have a decorative set, it should only right. go enough to light the, the wood. Oh, no, yeah. Justin. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, we're in Southern California. Why are you even lighting a freaking fireplace? <laughs> oh, it was freezing. It was freezing. Are you kidding? I think the high was 63 that day. At that point, uh-huh. it was like 52. And, uh, and Southern California. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, I go to uh, take the stuff out of the dryer because the thing has buzzed. And I see flashing lights outside. I'm like, oh, fuck. Please, I, I hope something else. Like, n- their neighbor had just died a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, jeez. <sighs> maybe it's something else like that so i go out and i hear a truck i'm like please be an ambulance please be an ambulance and it's a fucking fire truck the diesel of a fire truck right there and i I said something to the effect like oh are you guys here for us and they're like yeah and i was like you know and i i like i just started talking i was just like you know we lit a fire on the fireplace i i we didn't know which way the flu was open and immediately the the guy was like oh that's it that's it and uh he was like we got um we, I, I said, did the alarm go off? Like, the alarm, nothing happened here. Did the alarm go off? How'd you guys, what, what sent you guys out? And they're like, no, no alarm went off, but a neighbor called. And I was like, fuck, I told my mom no one was calling. And sure <laughs> enough, somebody called in like a refuge. I, I think they said, I think they used the term refuse, but I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, somebody was like, oh, the, somebody said there was a, um, uh, I guess what it, the equivalent of it to, in my mind sounded like what would be like an encampment fire. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and so, I was like, no, I, you know, I just had stuff in the fireplace. And he was like, oh, are you burning wood or paper or what? And I was like, well, I used some paper to get the wood start. I wasn't stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. I allegedly was burning documents in this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, I was like, oh, we have wood in there, but I used paper to get it going. He's like, yep, yep. The paper, the, the, the thing. All right, no worries. And they was like, you know, stay warm. And they, they went away. And I turn around to go inside the mouth and my fucking mom is there. I was like, fuck, I thought I, because like, we didn't hear any sirens. We didn't, you know, there's yeah. no, re- uh, other than my loud booming voice, there's no reason that she should have known that they were there. And uh, she was so pissed. She was so mad at me. <laughs> and anyway. then think about it, you think about it and, and the, all that paper coming out of the chimney would have looked more like billowing black smoke than a fire. But so, I mean, someone would did, have to really be so looking at it. When closely. I was in the house, I don't know. It didn't smell or look any different to me. When I went out to check the smoke, mm, it just looks like a fireplace going. I don't fucking know. Um, but as the night wore on, and I went out to take the clothes out to the car. At this point, I stopped burning the documents. My mom was all mad. I was taking the stuff to the car, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it does smell a little different." And I was like, "Well, today I learned." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh well. Yeah. How was your week? <laughs> the week 
the week, this week was so much better than last week. Uh, just a lot of good things. And I know a, a lot of it is positive. Work-wise or? Yeah, both. Both oh, work okay. and the weekend. And a lot of it was uh, prep and, and going into certain things and saying, look, I got to have a schedule for, in order for me to have a good weekend, I need to have these things done. In order for me to have a good week with classes and students, I need to have these things done. Yeah. Both both things were in harmony and I was very happy with it. You know though, you get ahead and I feel like I got ahead. I got ahead with the lesson planning. I got ahead with um pod all pod research, editing, all that stuff. I feel like I got caught up and then also ahead. But the problem is there's the ebb and flow. And so now I felt so comfortable so comfortable with what I had done, I, I took extra time for myself personally, and I feel like now I'm going to be behind again this next week. Oh, you know what that, that is? Like I could like tonight when when I messaged you and said, what time are you thinking? And you said, ah, let's go 10. And it was 830 and I had an hour and a half and I was already playing music out here. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to play another hour and a half of music out here. I could have got work done, <laughs> finished the yeah. week off, but yeah. I don't know. I didn't do it. Yeah. That's good. But it was, I mean, honestly, the, the weekend, the weather was, um, aside from when, when we were in the shade, it felt chilly. But yeah. in the sun, it was an amazing weekend. Got to see yeah, my the friends. the weather's perfect right now in Southern California. Yeah. Um, so, I, like, there's the there's the four of us, the, the, the four horsemen, right, from high school. So I got to see them again this weekend. Nice. Um, 25 years I've known these guys, which is wild to think. You know, I remember seeing pictures that, my dad would show me of him, him and his friends. And, and I was like, I know these guys for 35, 40 years. And I think to myself, that's all right, old man. And now I'm, I'm, I did the math and I thought 25 years, man, that's a long time to be knowing people. But now yeah. I've become, I have become my father. <laughs> so, but I mean, all in all seven days, I'd say seven days that were, that were good. I felt good. That's good, man. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. Because I didn't have work and I wasn't really doing anything, like Susie and I got to, I watched a bunch of TV, not with Keaton, like with Keaton, I was 100% active, like right now we have a bunch of leather layout mats all over the uh, floor here in the living room, just in case, you know, he had an accident or something, like sure. got thrown on the pod, but like we were building magnet tiles, we were building Lego all week, and then that is, that's exhausting in and of itself, so when Susie would get off work, I we would watch a movie or something, I watched a ton of movies this week. I even watched a bunch of, I started hate watching some shows. I started catching up on other shows. Um, and uh, it's been good. It sounds like both of us, Justin, had a really good week. And I think coming out of it, I think we could both easily say uh. that we're feeling lucky. This is Jimmy Pod. <laughs> Now, oh, yeah. is there a term for it when things are going too well? <laughs> and you were, yeah, you're what's, a, the, what, what's the opposite of Scheidenfreude? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> a Scheidenfreude. Yeah, a little, it, you know, me and my friends, we always quote um, in uh, <laughs> Ninja Turtles 2. Remember, uh, Raph gets all upset and storms off, and uh, he ends up going with uh, Kino to the Foot Clan, uh, like training facility and uh this is the one so, this is the one with vanilla ice right this is secret of the ooze yeah yeah all right and um and so uh i forget i think kino ah yeah kino gets away the foot clan captures raf 
and Kino goes and tells April. April calls the boys, and so Mikey, Leonardo, and Donatello go to the foot uh, like compound, and they're like, oh, man, it's dark. Yeah, a little too dark. And then they move up ahead, and they're like, hey, there's Raph. And then Mikey goes, yeah, a little too Raph. <laughs> so anyway, that's a, that made me think of that. Me and my friends say a little too Raph all the time. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe we're a little too Raph. Yeah, right maybe now. we're a little too lucky. <laughs> Shit's about to hit the fan, David. That's a good one. Well, let me watch a few that. more movies before that. I saw Banshees of Inishirin, which was really fun. Um, it'll probably win Best Picture, and I can see why. But I, Matilda the Musical is probably the best movie I've seen this year. It's I, a, well, Top Gun. Let's be honest, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, but yeah. oh man, Matilda I, the I Musical, it. dude, it's incredible. I, I watched it going in, and I was like, "Who wanted this?" And then I was like, "Oh right, the the '90s movie was so popular. They made a musical. I didn't know it was a musical before we started watching it. I thought they just remade the movie from the '90s." Yeah, and I me was neither. Like, oh, right, Same. there was a Broadway show. They made the the '90s movie into a musical. Now they wanted to make a movie out of the musical. It's incredible. Right. And it was on, that was what, so when I was telling you, I was doing my lesson planning. Um, That's actually what I was doing. I was doing my lesson planning. Everyone else was watching Matilda, the musical, which sounded amazing. I kept wanting to Did they love it? Yeah. Really good. Um, I watched, I turned around and watched um, uh, Trunchbull, right? Yeah. Swing the girl with her braids again. Mm -hmm. Make sure that girl's alive. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Emma Thompson is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it was good for the the bits that I turned around and looked at, but I had to keep my head to the. Yeah, great great movie. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah, been watching all kinds of stuff. And so anyway, yeah, I want to see more more stuff before uh, the shit hits the fan for sure. (laughs) Let's see if we can finish the pod before the shit hits fan. (laughs) Yeah, right. So close, dude. (coughs) This is the year of the pod. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So let me D D full screen this because I I like to have my little window layout here. Um, Oh, housekeeping. This is our last chase this light track yeah man um, this is it chasing the light as some people say have we um, have we taken note of how many albums we've closed out is it uh i mean i guess we could look i know i know i know which album is going to be the last one based on the yeah. tracks but yeah i mean everything but uh, we're gonna finish up like coming up we're going to finish there's a damage b-side coming up there is a self-titled 94 song and that'll be the last of that we have one more surviving wow and we have one more integrity oh blues. my god uh, this is uh, but <laughs> futures is done invented is done chase the slide is done. i can't believe it i was i was just talking about this today i said we're in single digits from from three mm-hmm. digits to single digits now crazy <sighs> it's it's crazy it's bittersweet it's so many things <laughs> yeah so many so, things yeah it's been a ride for sure yes um let's see oh dude i don't know if you saw the news Danny and Jess are pregnant from Sadie Hawkins Pod. All right. They're due in July. So excited. That's for them. awesome, so man. Congratulations to them. Um, Good and for uh, them. Danny hit me up. He was like, You got to come over before we have a kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling him, I was like, Oh, yeah, I want to come over. They, they have these great movie nights. And uh, they even like curated a night for me. And I just keep pushing and it's oh. been tough. But man, with Keaton Potty Train, man, like I told you, I think last week, once this week that we just lived through, is done, which was terrific for both of us. Things are gonna sort of even out, so I'm I'm looking forward to the next couple months for sure. Awesome, um, man. Um, oh, I saw this come through. There's a podcast called Pretty Good Vibrations, by, hosted by this guy Dan Coke, 
like the Koch brothers, K-O-C-H. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, let me read you the the um, description of this podcast. Pretty Good Vibration analyzes and celebrates pop and rock music and its crucial role throughout our lives. Podcast veteran and host Dan Koch, you have permission podcast, um, has been a professional musician for most of the last 20 years, songwriter for the emo pop band Sherwood. I remember that band. That's a band name I'm familiar with. Sherwood. Can you pull up whatever their most popular song is? You bet. Um, All right, I'm on Okay, it. so uh, songwriter for the emo pop band Sherwood, then as a commercial composer since 2012. Multiple episode styles include bracket-style tournaments, chronological walkthroughs, and deep dives into genres, artists, and eras. So currently, um, he is doing a... What do you call... I guess it's hard for... Let me, let me go to the link here. Let's see what he's calling this. Track by track. This is the left side. Is- oh, chill out. Pretty good vibration. <laughs> um, track by track, Clarity by Jimmy Eat World, part one. So he's splitting Clarity into part two parts. And I know it sounded like when I listened to this, the first episode that's out as we were recording is the first part of Clarity. But I believe he's also going to do Bleed American in Futures. He's doing what he called the trifecta. And he's doing just a track by track breakdown. And here is the uh, show notes from that first episode. Jimmy Eat World's Clarity gets the full treatment this week and next on Pretty Good Vibrations. Uh, this weekend next on Pretty Good Vibrations. Uh, drummer and artist manager Clay Hunt joins me to break down the album track by track, considering it both musically and autobiographically. Part two drops next week. And uh, and then there's all the standard links at the end of the thing. But anyway... Yeah. Um, Good Vibrations podcast, at least doing two weeks on Clarity. I'm pretty sure he said he was going to do Bleed American and Futures next, but we'll see. Oh, awesome. It was a good listen. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Sherwood. Um, what's their top? What's yeah. their What's their bop? Song in my head. Let's listen to this real quick. Song in my head. Two million listens for this one. Nice. Wonder where They're it shows from up. slow. Do 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 do. Yeah. See. Oh, I don't believe it that I could be so deceiving and bringing you down to feel this lack of loyalty. You were a song in my head, the warmth of the sheets in my bed. A story forever told, but never old. A warm arrival never left so cold. Don't blink, don't close your eyes. And most of all, don't apologize. Yeah, this is definitely okay. my shit. What would, okay, what you heard. What year yes. would you say that came out? Yeah, 2006. Oh my god, David! Two thousand seven. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you're so close. I'd still give it to you. You get I'm it. Taking in the uh, the piano. Wow. Yes. Right. Production. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, this is good. I'm digging that. Yeah. This is off their a, album, a different light. Definitely Dude. my shit. Wow. All right, I'm gonna heart that so I can listen to yeah, it man. later. So That's yeah, awesome. they're from Slow. All right. Spends oh really? All yeah. right, dude. Uh, Cali boys. I like it. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> Oh, cool. 
Great. So pretty good vibrations next week. Did you and you listened to it, right? You said I listened to the first. Yeah, the first week. It was a really good listen. Awesome. That's a good uh, uh, industry uh, things to listen to. And uh, Zach gave them a retweet, which is how I found it. So. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Speaking of Zach, I did reach out and he did respond, but he had nothing, uh, nothing of note to uh, (laughs) to talk about the song Feeling Lucky, which has uh, unless you have any uh, other housekeeping. Uh, no, I didn't have anything else, man. We're good. All right. Feeling Lucky has an ASCAP entry that exists. Uh, it's from the album Chase This Light, track 7 of 11, released October 16th, 2007. Now, I did let Linux know uh, that Jimmy Eat Wiki has Gil Norton as the producer on this, but Ooh. he did Futures, not uh, Chase This Light. However, I do mix them up a lot. Um, it's the G's, man. Vig and Gil. I think it's... Yeah, I do think it's the GIL and the uh, and the VIG, um, but also it's like not Mark Trombino. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't remember who did what. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so anyway, yes, executive producer on this was Butch Vig uh, with additional production on this track by John Fields. And like we said, John Fields did all of the bops on uh, Chase's Light. And I hope that they will work with John again in the future. Um, and uh, so they all co-produced with Jimmy World. Recorded at Unit 2, engineered at CD Underbelly. I imagine that if they engineered anything, they didn't, like, pick up the room and move it somewhere. So they probably did some recording <laughs> at CD Underbelly. Yeah. Um, and also recorded at Conway Studios here in Los Angeles. Um, written by Jimmy World. Singer is Jim. Features nobody of note, um, at least listed anywhere. <laughs> This is an Interscope record release. Do I get a pickle with that music publishing? Yes, there is a demo. And I did A-B them, and I can play them for you, where I panned one left, one right. And I believe it's that situation where it's the exact same instrumentation with different mixing. Exactly. Um, The biggest difference is the bass has like a little overdrive on the demo versus the... There is overdrive on the album release, but it's rounderized are you sure is it the same note that they started like not the same note but like the same um exact note so is it i believe so i'll play it for you um i felt like the album version was was like let's say the octave the up like ding 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 this one when i listened to the demo that's everything else sounded almost no note for note okay that'll be something to listen for all right all right um never played this track yeah which is a bummer um I love this one. Um, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> notable high notes of B4 and G sharp 4. Notable low note of F sharp 3. Uh, 105 and a half listeners on scro- on last FM have scrabbled this 598.9 thousand times. 24 of which are for me. How many do you have? 174. Nice, dude. And this is your favorite. This is your favorite album, right? This is. <sighs> It's always hard to, to say when today? Bleed American and, and Clarity exist. <laughs> right. But I was thinking about, like, I was on my walk. I, I took the dogs for a walk when we got home. And I put 23 on. And I was like, I just don't, th- like, this song just doesn't even exist to me. Because it's just so, of course it's incredible. Right. You know what I mean? Like It's there. It doesn't, it doesn't rank. You know what I mean? Like, Ran- yeah, I get that. It, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's also like, it's like with Blink-182. And it's like, I just don't think of rock show i don't think of first aid i don't miss you doesn't exist to me they're great songs but like they're not the interesting songs i guess but i not to say 23 is uninteresting but it's just like when i think of jimmy world's discography i do not think of bleed american because it's just so ubiquitous it's just 
there. So, yes, especially because I feel that Chase's Light is underrated, I do often consider it to be amongst my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I know what you're saying. I almost think why is this song playing? What playlist am I listening to that brought 23 on mm-hmm. for yeah. a praise chorus? It's not necessarily yeah. like I mean, I'll I'll sing along to the song, but it I don't think of it like, yes, this song is on again. If I heard Feeling Lucky, I would go, yeah. why did this one come up? Yeah. All right, I get that. I see. So yeah, all right. I I, I know what are the Spotify liked. numbers on this track. So like. this one, let's go. I thought this one was pretty good. Uh as far as like liking the track, I really like this one. And it's 1.3 mil. And like comparatively, let's say it's the lowest. It's the almost, yeah, it's the lowest of the, of the all tracks. Wow. Look at that. That's so wild. That's so yeah. wild, man. Even less than Gotta Be Somebody's Blues. Hmm. Wow. Huh. Um, it's a B major key, which is a 1B Camelot. 141 BPM and 233 duration. I will say that 1B Camelot, I'd be interested because I think we, between the two of us, we have four rave DJs. Yes. And they're all good. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I wonder what it is. It's also got like a very plodding drum beat. Like it's boom, 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 boom. Well, (laughs) my first note is it's got some K Earth vibes with the vocals and the beat. Mm, If you you took that and then ran it through a couple of filters to make it a little bit washed out and and it it just like bing ding ding boom 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 yeah God. It, it, you're right like it's plotting it's got that that uh, aspect to it which is great yeah i like it um and so yeah there it is that's the structure and uh that's the stats and maybe we can get into some lyrics i can pull Let, up the liner note lyrics that we yeah have. do that a um while Zach i go through Lind these. page of the lyric notes <laughs> All right, here we go. So this is the track Feeling Lucky, which I do feel huh, uh, has that titling, the organization there, the, the I guess the order, Feeling Lucky, is important to when we get to the end of the song, just has something to say now, for the track. I will say, this is one of those songs, know every note, know every beat, know every harmony, know every lyric. Never in a million years would I have been able to tell you the name of this song. Yeah. And when I I saw the name Feeling Lucky, didn't spark anything, but I saw it was on Chase This Light, and I was like, yep, I I know I already love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a a good track. Uh, I don't know if I could have told you if it was Feeling Lucky. All I could think is, in my head, it's the song that starts off with, (laughs) that's what I think of in my head. Yeah. It's like, oh, I know this. But I yeah, know the lyrics, and this is how it because starts Because the out. lyric is lucky feeling right out of me. Like, yeah, right. I never would have equated that with feeling lucky to me for some reason. Right. I don't know what I would have been able Like, if you played me the song and you asked me what the name of it was, I don't know <laughs> what I would have said. Yeah, right? Crapshoot. Yeah. Okay, so I've broken down. The way they have the verses, they had, the, they had this labeled incorrectly on Genius. So mm. they had a verse. Was it a verse? No, they didn't have a verse. I'm sorry. They didn't have a bridge. They had verse three. Oh, listed but verse as, three is the bridge. Yeah, for correct. Sure. Yeah. So I yep. changed that to bridge. So nice. I broke down the verses in half. Um, so here we go. First half of verse one. There's a chance one of us will give in soon. I could ask, but what's an answer going to prove? And I feel like they're on thin ice as it is. He could bring up and ask, what are we doing here? But I think both of them in this case know the answer to this situation. 
I could ask, but what's an answer going to prove? What's you acknowledging that we're having problems? What's that going to do? I try to get mad, but the fever drops. My heart can't break because the beating stops. Yeah, suck that lucky feeling right out of me. Okay, there are very few differences, but they're enough that was are worth mentioning here. Okay. In the liner notes. When I try to get mad, then the fever drops. My heart can't break because the beating stopped. You suck that lucky feeling right out of me. Oh, you suck that lucky feeling. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's more accusatory, I feel like, when it's read that way. <laughs> I feel like this is a very one-sided... Uh, this is a very one-sided song, by the way. So it's a good thing you make that comment about it being accusatory. When I try to get mad, the fever drops. Heart can't break. The beating stops. You suck that lucky feeling right out of me. Uh, he tries to show some emotion, but things calm down for a moment. He's already been pushed too far. He's numb to all the craziness. Uh, but you suck the the lucky feeling right out of me. I think that he, it's almost like saying she's taking the wind out of his sails. But really, I, I think we're getting into, you made a good comment, we're getting into some territory where this is a pretty one-sided song. All right, verse two. Want to laugh? Take a look around the room. It's a dance. Tired steps in brand new shoes. And I'm thinking like, does this not enter- entertain you? Look at <laughs> what we have here. It's a joke. It's a constant back and forth song and dance, but we just put a new face on or try mm-hmm. something else. Like there's put nothing. lipstick on a pig. Yeah, baby. That's the one. That's one I like using. Uh, I can only take a guess what the morning brings. If it feels too good, then it probably is. Yeah, suck that lucky feeling right out of me. Yeah, subtle differences here, which is um, it feels too good, then it probably is. You suck that lucky feeling right out of me. Okay. Uh, Tomorrow is a new day, but look at all these new days that we've had, right? Uh, nothing has changed. If if it feels like something is going right, then it will likely go wrong. <laughs> it's almost like going back to what we were talking about with, like if the if the week feels like it's going too well, mm, be be cautious because something's yeah. gonna. It feels like something's gonna go wrong. I love the the vocal melody and cadence here is so great because Where's, it's got only it's take got a push guess and pull. What tomorrow yeah, it's got, brings. it gallops and then it trots you know what i mean like yep. it's got two gears here that are fun to listen to and you're talking about the verses so verses broken mm-hmm. in half that's exactly yeah. how i thought the same thing uh it's almost like there's no pre-chorus but the it's just the verse it which is not typical but jim has done it where there's there's a chance one of us will give in soon. And, but then it's like, all right, let's go to the next part. When I try to get mad, but yeah. the fever drops. Yeah, I know. You can't I help quit. but clap. You can't. I quit. <laughs> I quit. You can't help but clap. I quit, Mr. White. <laughs> Gosh. That might come back. That might come back. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Uh Okay, then we go into the bridge. So I have the bridge in two parts. I follow your sign where it leads I go. But you turned your back so easily, it tells me everything I need. Yeah. So he's willing to put in the effort, but the but that act is not reciprocated, right? And there and there it is. There's the rub. That's it. That's what it feels like. If you were listening to somebody tell the story, it sounds like they're putting all this effort into this relationship and just not getting that back. Not necessarily saying that that's justified, 
But I feel like the bridge, again, gives us the answer to this track here. So he's just saying, I follow your side where it leads. I follow your sign where it leads. I go, but you turn your back so easily. It tells me everything I need. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting. <laughs> and this is a cool line. I think this is a good analogy here. Waiting for the line to move a foot. Yeah. Wasting my life on nothing good. Suck that lucky feeling right out of me. And he's stuck in a queue, man. Waiting but losing patience because what what is all this for? All this time is wasted. So wasting my life on nothing good. It sounds like he's having an argument with himself and not letting the other person <laughs> have, have an edge in on this conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. So the very last verse, I should act, tie it down or cut you loose. It's a trap. Any direction I move. <laughs> that And that's a cool thing that he says, the way that he says... It's a trap. There it is. <laughs> it's, it's a, a trap. trap. <laughs> it's a trap. That's what I always think of when I hear this. Song. Yeah, no, anytime you hear it's a trap, right? You think I, I think I could see right. the face. Yep. With those googly eyes out here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the way that Jim says, any direction I move, mm-hmm. you know, the, the emphasis is on action, right? But he says, any direction I move. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Fits it in there. So I, I think he's going, I really need to make a decision. Either let you go or buckle down and really try to make this work. And then the very last part of this track, which goes back to emphasize the track title. When I try to sing along, the needle skips. I huff and then I puff, but my house is bricks. Yeah. Suck <laughs> that lucky feeling right out of me. Yeah, you sucked that lucky feeling right out of me. Yeah, you sucked that lucky feeling right out of me. Yeah. And, and I think the, the, the uh, doubt of the, year. <laughs> the doubt creeps in again. He wants to make it work. He tries to break it down. Nothing is working, and it's broken him down, and he's now at a loss. Mm-hmm. But swapping, I don't know how if there's a term for swapping the terms. So it has a different connotation. Lucky feeling, that that lucky feeling, sucking that lucky feeling. I guess it would be the same kind of thing. You're arriving at that same point. It's It's that feeling of having luck that positive like i i almost feel like the title is saying it in jest right. i'm feeling lucky right. yeah, yeah yeah that's true yep maybe it's that's how cheek. you suck that lucky feeling yeah. but then the i would have called it out of me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then every show when i saw feeling lucky on the set list i would have been like fuck what song is this <laughs> and then it would have been really pu- bad because i'm the one that would have started it because <laughs> i'm the bass player <laughs> There's a handful of people that I read uh, said the song initially on this album on first listen, this one rubbed them the wrong way. But then they looked at the lyrics and the lyrics sold it for them. And they I said, saw that comment. This, yeah. yeah, there's a couple of them like that. So there we have it. Those are the lyrics for feeling lucky. Nice. All right. Well, let's take a listen to this A.B. Uh, side by side uh, demo and album version. So on our left will be the album version, and on the right will be the demo. Got so it. you'll hear the count-in on your right, and then everything will come in together. Okay, let's look at that. I really think they're an octave off. Yep, you're, right. you nailed it. All right. So right now we're hearing in each ear an octave. <laughs> One, one octave. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance. One of us will give in soon. I could ask 
wanted to hear if that tambo was in the yeah. demo. <laughs> There's so much tambo in this little yeah, bridge part. All right. <laughs> I mean, just this little break right here. Mm. How good is this fucking song? God, I'm smiling over here. It's <laughs> yeah, just <dude>. so good. <laughs> and that, uh, what is the, is it a third? What's that harmony he's doing? It's so good and simple. He's like he's doing. It's either, it's always like the third or probably the fifth. a third. And people that know what they're talking about always say it, and I'm like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, anyway, this harmony's so tight and good. And Zach has this little. It's like a castanet that's not playing. It's probably just a tambo, but he's only hitting it at the end of the phrase, like yeah. and four or something. Oh, classic, dude. And- dude. <laughs> yes. I wrote dive bomb. It's not a dive bomb, but it is definitely a string swipe. slide, dude. Yeah, pick slide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Jim did it. <laughs> it's so good. It's still going. And this is where, I mean, <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat World doing the classic stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's listen uh, to this real quick. Let's let's do this. We don't do this enough. But. So we're going into another <laughs> verse that is the same thing, the same structure as the verses prior. Yep. But you get a pick slide into it and way <laughs> more happening. Let's listen to... I'm gonna. Let's find it. So let's listen to this. The basic elements. Now we're gonna jump to the same structure on verse three and listen to how much more is happening. You get that high guitar part. And Zach is now hitting the crash. Making it way more oh, yeah. open than over here. He's just on the toms and the snare. No symbols. No symbols here. Right. Where now everything is opened up here. And the tambo and, and the tambo. <laughs> tambo and harms. Yeah. Whereas this is straight vocal. Versus harms. Yeah. There's actually a three-part harmony there. That's insane, dude. <laughs> and I'm obviously I'm comparing the first and third. If I threw the second in there, you're gonna hear more than the first, less than the third. Ugh. This is this is the same. You know, we keep going back to the same thesis, and it's simple. It's just simple songwriting. Give yeah. them, give them the hook again in a new and fresh and elevated way. Yeah. It's a trap. It's 
Can we hear those, those guitar <laughs> harms right there? Oh my dude? God. <laughs> like just this. And here's another thing. They haven't done this chord change. In the prior two versions. They did the everything. Changes. They're like, guys, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to save this for verse three. Wait until mm-hmm. uh, we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about this part? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. Love it. Verse three. <laughs> <laughs> like that chord right there. Oh, man. Oh, it's so good. They only did that walk down uh, octave thing at once on that suck the lucky suck that lucky feeling right out of me. Before the last two, they -hmm. only did that once, and then they kept it up. It's like they've they've taken every embellishment and thrown it into verse three. (laughs) Yeah, they they claritied verse three. They threw the kitchen sink at it. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) and then we got the ring out here. And you got that, what is that, a B3 or something? The There's some sort of synth yeah. in there. Oh, you can hear it. You can hear it ringing out. Yeah. The ro- the rotator with that rotating uh, speaker thing. Yeah. Now, you, you might know this. I see this in, like, when I'm editing and I go to put a transition. And there's two different types of transitions. Well, there's three. There's a straight diagonal. Sure. There's one that looks like a ramp. Yep. going like like a quarter a quarter pipe going yeah, down right. and then there's the arc version of the ramp right looking at the waveform here the record version arcs down the demo version uh oh really so it's the, got a longer quarter pipe uh you can see the uh waveform longer the little bit yeah the demo is also longer but it's just a different arc to the to the fade out there I'm glad they picked that one because it, it yeah. it's especially with that ring out. It feels like they want to punch you and then drop it out. Let mm-hmm. it let it last as long as they can in that full volume and then just drop it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, that was a fun little uh, romp done <laughs> analysis in that way. Oh, before, man, but, I'm so glad. I mean, yeah. I think both you and I with I with think the song ch- deserves it with Chase This Light demos. It's the same. It's just un unpolished. Yeah. But hearing them side by side and then all of those embellishments that are in there, man. Yeah. It's cool to go back. A, B, that stuff. Super fun. Super, super fun. All right. So, uh, track notes. Yes. Um, (laughs) I wrote, didn't know the name of the song, but know every word and note. Um, uh, Oh, here's what Jim had to say. Not to us, um, but he, uh, Jimmy Eat Wiki had this blurb, and this comes from uh, Jim's blog post uh it goes to bbs.jimmyworld.com but it's not like a forum post it's just like the the blog that they kept on the site that we've referred to and unfortunately i'm glad that jed pulled this from for jimmy wiki because my search term was feeling and jim had a typo he he put this felling lucky oh really (laughs) um so so i would have missed this but it basically says um Oh, here, I'll just read it directly from the thing uh, since I'm in it. Yeah, the band blog. Here we go. 
Uh, let's read the first blurb here. This is October 9th, 2007, Vancouver, BC, day off. I was asked to write a blurb for journalists. Is a blurb in the book? And the book links to, we've talked about this before, the uh, <laughs> um, AP uh, style guide, um, about each of the songs. Here is as concise I can get about each tune without trampling on what you might make of it for yourself. We have never thought it was our job to explain songs. This is a rant for another time, but after a few people asking me questions about the tunes and having really, really off-base interpretations, I thought it may be a good idea to at least point people in a closer direction. So, spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's Felling Lucky, a bar brawl song, another loser anthem. Yep. <laughs> I think that's really good. A bar brawl song. That's a really good. Uh, let me just double check. Yep. That's a really good way of describing it. And what led me to my uh, rave to Jay. <laughs> mm, yes. That line in particular also led me to one of my rave. Did it? Oh, okay. All right. But and, that, and that's why I, I asked you. Did yours load part, quickly? So. Because I thought. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I mean, I said it. It yeah. was no, all three went and, okay. and took time. Get it processed. So. All right. Now okay, just possibly we don't use different versions of the same song, but I, I thought that, but I did this. I did the top for both. So anyway, that's I me. always if if there's a music video, I usually go for the official band upload or like a lyric version because I don't want the acting. Same thing of the music video. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Well, we'll see when we get there. Um, here's a little more info on John Fields. Um. I pulled this, it looks like, from Wikipedia, based on uh, the way that this looks. Subsequently, the band and Testa earned a split producer credit. John Fields co-produced Here It Goes and did additional production on Big Casino, Let It Happen, Always Be, Electable, Give It Up, Feeling Lucky, and Dizzy. And, uh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention Chris Testa when I talked about the producer on the record. Because um, Chris Testa, he was like the main engineer, but like, man, that dude did a grip oh yeah record. oh amazing and uh i didn't pull it for this episode but i believe in the chase of slight sessions um blurbs that we found in the past they were like oh yeah this record wouldn't have been made without chris testa he did all the engineering i believe at uh cd underbelly and a unit two yeah there he is so yeah and then oh lastly the last bit of track note that i have um is i found a tweet where Zach was selling a snare drum, DW Collector Series Brass Snare Drum, 6.5 by 14, 2004 Natural. And he was selling it on Reverb. I was able to find the Reverb post on archive.org. It was going for 265.82 in uh, uh, Great British Pounds, mm -hmm. uh, shipped from Zach Lynn Drums, Phoenix, Arizona, who joined Reverb in 2021. I guess that would be good to let me link to his. I uh, wonder if I can follow his seller page. Um, and let's see, this drum is in great shape structurally with hardware in very good condition. That all works perfectly. No dents of any kind. No major scratches. Um, and that's about it. Not a lot of information here. Oh, there are some rust spots on the outside of the shell as seen in the photos. That's about all I got. And uh, yeah, just would some standard drum photos here. Um, anyway, so he had posted that to Twitter April 19th, 2021. Uh, Scuzzery uh, responded almost immediately. Has this been on any recordings? 
And Zach responds, I used it on something on Chase the Slide. I can't remember what. And then responds uh, a couple hours later, it was feeling lucky. So this is the snare that was used on felling lucky. <laughs> uh, would you, if, like, let's say you're following Zach on Reverb, if, if something came up for a couple hundred bucks, a snare, would you buy it just for the fact that this is Zach Lynn's I, snare? I, wouldn't be opposed to it. I, don't I wouldn't either. Just thinking that I mean, even if it was just like, hey, look, I've got seven or eight of these. Um, this one is expendable. The fact that you have a, a snare that he has played, I I would drop a couple hundred bucks. Easy. Yeah. All right. Did you follow him? <laughs> uh, I did. Oh, also, Daniel F. was the one that purchased it. All around. All around great transaction, fast shipping, great packaging. It was a pleasure doing business with you. Oh, man. It says but Daniel F., April 21st, 2021. Now, is Daniel F. scuzzy or whatever the... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking about if it <laughs> having something like that in my possession, just knowing. It's almost like having... It's not the same, but it's similar to having a guitar that Jim has played. Yeah. Not necessarily on that same level. I imagine it's, it's a whole drum set, but the fact that he is maybe recorded or done a demo with this with this snare i don't know um here's some fun other stuff he listed an sjc titanium snare drum 6x14 2012 natural gloss in april of 2021 and kelly s purchased it It says exactly as described good value for the money responsive and kind when i low-key fangirled for a second shipped (laughs) immediately with signature delivery impact safely Thanks a ton, Zach. Don't be afraid to use this seller. Smiley hug face. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris J. in June of 2021 bought an SJC Maple Ballad Snare 10x16 2012 natural maple finish with mahogany stain trim. And uh, Chris says, great drum, great price, great dude. And uh, finally, Toby V. in August of 2021 bought a Roland JU6 Boutique a boutique series digital synthesizer sound module with K25M keyboard. And uh, Toby says, fast payment, good communication. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that somebody admitted that they fangirled. Because <laughs> I would do the I same see, thing. I see. Um, I was going to say fast payment. What does that mean? So I was in the all section. He bought that on v- oh, okay. Reverb from all right. Toby. Okay. Ooh, so, interesting. Imagine yeah. selling to Zach. All right. right? Yeah. It's tight. <laughs> you can you can have it I'll give you a little deal <laughs> i don't know yeah, it sounds like a cool thing pretty cool follow him all right okay i've got a few articles but it's mostly they passively mention the track in this so uh, i'll just go through and just rattle off these mentions of this uh of feeling lucky the first one i have is the crimson.com ryan j Meehan, contributing writer uh, Jimmy World, Chase This Light, October 19th, 2007. To say that Jimmy E. World's al- new album, Chase This Light, is quote-unquote bad doesn't really do it do justice to this invasive, rash-inducing organism that festers in the drain of the alternative genre. I feel like when someone goes to that length to make <laughs> that kind of comment, I almost <laughs> don't want to continue. However, I will. <laughs> uh, annoying pop rock zit poppers fallout boy and jaded nerd screamers my chemical romance also make bad music but at the very least their products are aggressive in their mediocrity 
Their albums are interesting in the way that Weimar Republic and Crystal Pepsi are interesting. In 20 years, people will look back on their work and wonder bemusedly just what everyone involved was thinking. <sighs> Man. <laughs> New Fall Out Boy is really good, too, by the way. You know, I'm excited. I just saw that it dropped. Yeah. You know, I, it's uh, it's it's heavy. It's good. I imagine if we talked to Ryan J. Meehan again, if he would stand by his review now. And, and he gave it zero stars. So I imagine if there's... <laughs> Out of how many? Yeah, no, I don't even know. It doesn't say. It just says zero stars. Incredible. The album makes two ultimately doomed plays for creative credibility. The comp- the back-to-back combination of Gotta Be Somebody's Blues and Feeling Lucky. Not surprisingly, the first squanders the respectable tension built by an eerie string section, creepy vocals, and a disorienting beat. It quickly runs out of steam and reveals itself as a ripoff of Nine, Nine Inch Nails Closer without the grimy, visceral payoff. The second possesses something remotely resembling the melodic quality of the band's early hits, but refuses to develop beyond a split second of inventive guitar work and a debatably unobjectionable chorus. Ryan is now an engagement manager at Oliver Wyman. Hmm. I Never left hoping, Boston. I was hoping you were going to say a guest associate at Bed Bath & Beyond. No, 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 no. He, All right. he was at Harvard. I'd, I'd be surprised. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is a, he's really trashing on this. Yeah. There's a lot of big words he's using in here to say this album sucks. He, well, he went to Harvard. Yeah, Chase the Slide is a painful example of the band that has come to believe that making music is no longer a dream, but a job. <laughs> <sighs> My goodness. All right, thanks, Ryan. Okay, so I have that doesn't, one. Doesn't, doesn't he look like the type, the type though? <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to click on him and take a look. Oh, yes, he does. He yep. looks like the type. <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> Dewey Cox. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, I have one from Chorus FM. So there were. I, anytime I see a URL with like dash two, I go and visit the other link. Mm. <laughs> so I check the other link. Same date, same date, right? Is it a different version of the same article? Uh, Craig Manning, October twelfth, two thousand seventeen, did a Chase This Light article. That was the first one, and then mm. October sixteenth, two thousand seven, uh, an absolute punk. But this one happens to mention feeling lucky, and it says. It starts off like this. It's a tough world out there for pop bands. In order to make the best of their lot and appeal to the masses, they usually have to be billed as guilty pleasures or are forced to parade around under some genre hybridization for the sole sake of avoiding the dirty P word. Yet somehow through it all, Jimmy World has managed to navigate through all of this fog and mudslinging to the point where they have transcended traditional criticisms. I think that's a really good way. I mean, it's a nice way of using big words and also say, I like this band. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, Doom and Gloom is not the name of the game for the Arizona crew, and they seem to know it. They kick into peppy gear once more thereafter with the bouncy straightforwardness of Feeling Lucky and Chase This Light, which bookend perhaps the catchiest song Jimmy World has ever written, Here It Goes. <laughs> <laughs> and he says Here It Goes is an unexpectedly dancey number. The tune is just one of those sublime pieces that is unquestionable hit. Unquestionable hit from them. <laughs> I, this is a this. I think the whole album is a bop. Oh yeah, right. So yes, it doesn't say who wrote this absolute punk, but I don't know if it was Craig Manning and they just they pulled this one. This one was different from what he had written. Yeah. Uh oh god, I, I swear I I feel like people were exercising their ability to use 
big words and then drop in other bands. There was another very, very brief thing. I don't even know if I want to call it an article. It was like a blurb from the Boston Herald titled Jimmy World News, published October 19th, 2007 by Jed Gottlieb. Jimmy has always been a pop punk cheap trick. Like trick, its members jump around and snarl like toughs, but they can't hide the new wave arena rock hooks. Well, Chase This Light is Jimmy's lap of luxury. Cheap Trick's flame-fired attempt to disown its roots and go for triple platinum. Here, the flame equivalent is the equally lame wuss ballad, Carry You. Eliminate the tune and the CDs are a few arty moments, and you have Jimmy at its power. I feel like they just gave Jed Gottlieb, they said, here, write something about Jimmy World in this album, and he gave it a listen after he had listened to Cheap Trick and said, nah, I got something for you. (laughs) <laughs> oh Jed Gottlieb um, oh this was a cool one so I found this one it, it seemed like one of those buried websites it's studlife.com which <laughs> you know, if, if, if that URL goes uh, for you know goes up for auction I'm sure someone else would buy it student life archives and this is articles from 2001 to 2008 fun cooker EK Frasis sports log Nateta and Opine so maybe it's just users that are adding to this blog and it says, Jimmy World Chase This Light by Andrew Center, rating 3.5 out of 5 for fans of Fallout Boy and Plus 44. Mm. Track, tracks to download, let it happen, here it goes, Big Casino, and Carry You. Uh, even though Jimmy World works hard at trying to add innovation and variety to the standard pop-punk formula, they do not always succeed. Chase This Light, unfortunately, has many songs that fail to excite. Electable, give it up fails to be musically exciting. Such songs are songs such as Gotta Be Somebody's Blues, Firefight, and Feeling Lucky all lack the excitement and musicality of the better songs on the album. Unfortunately, tracks like these make the album feel unimaginative, detracting from their better songs. I don't know. I think that's short-sighted. I have to so listen I've, to this whole record again in context and see like where in a vacuum this song is a banger. Right. As uh, part know, of a whole, maybe it sucks. I don't know. I will admit, Gotta Be Somebody's Blues has always been that outlier for me where I think it takes me out of the mind. Like, mm-hmm. let's say I'm I, if my mind is going off and just kind of enjoying Chase This Light, Gotta Be Somebody's Blues takes me out of that. So I, it's not feeling lucky. I think feeling lucky brings you back in. And I, I looking at the numbers again, 1.3 million, the lowest listened track on this, probably because Gotta Be Somebody's Blues, maybe people just drop off after that one. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, so I've got a, a just a few more little blurbs, kind of the same mentality here. Uh, this one is KXSC Radio. I know we've listened to this one before, or at least read from this one. This one seems like the uh, like the college radio. Mm-hmm. So let me see if I can do this in my radio voice here. Uh, this one is a. Uh, the, the I, I wish I had like radio radio promo sound effects. On my I sound know, board. right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listeners looking for that great familiar sound from their previous albums like Futures and Jimmy. Okay, they're just kind of leading in, but they say here, <clears throat> following this track is Let It Happen with a similar upbeat tune. The chorus features female backup vocals and the typical Jew style of incorporating sound in the lyrics, which makes several appearances throughout the album. Always be electable. Give it up. 
Feeling lucky, here it goes, and Firefight all contain the same buoyant style while still preserving a level of uniqueness with each track throughout each varying lyric, backup vocal, and instrumental usage. <laughs> now, stop reading and start listening. If you're a fan of Jimmy World or alternative rock in general, there are no excuses. Chase the slide is a must-have. <laughs> I had to go a little Jed the Fish Don't the forget end. to identify the station at the end. Yeah. <laughs> This is KXSC Radio. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> station ID, baby. Yeah, baby. Station ID. Now pause for station ID. <laughs> <laughs> On your okay. Dodgers radio network. That's where I know. The- <laughs> yeah, that's the station ID. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sharewell.org. Oxford's oldest newspaper. Independent mm-hmm. since 1920. Album review. Che- uh, Jimmy World. Uh, Chase This Light. Vikram Joseph, October 2007. Uh, it should be noted at this stage that I'm in no position to review this album objectively. I fell in love with Jimmy World the summer I was the summer nice. I was 15 and have probably played at least one of their albums at least once a week ever since. Fortunately, any idiot knows that music reviews cannot and should not ever be objective. How can you give a detached opinion on something that by its very nature should aim straight for the heart? So he goes on to talk about the tracks here. Let it happen and always be flyby in a flurry of big OC-friendly choruses. And I don't mean mm-hmm. that as a slur. The energetic electable is absurdly catchy, even though, I'm sorry, even so that you don't mind the vagueness of its political slant. Feeling Lucky is essentially a less good rewrite of Bleed American's authority song, but something about its guileless enthusiasm makes it hard to resist. And again, with the big words. <laughs> Uh, we've read from idolator.com. So October 1st, 2007. There's so many that have come out in like this week. October 1st. What was October Vikram's 10th. last name, by the way? What's that? Vikram? That, that guy that oh, Vikram. was the publication? Vikram was Joseph. Vikram Joseph. And what was the publication? Uh, Sharewell.org. Sharewell? I'm just going to see if I can... Uh... See if Vikram Joseph wants to come on the pod and talk yeah. about his favorite band. <laughs> I'm not finding him anywhere. All right, no worries. Vikram? You couldn't find Vikram? Interesting. Maybe. I mean, I'm probably not spelling it right, but... V-I-K-R-A-M, a, yeah. Yeah, that's how I spelled yeah, it. That's a bummer. Does not does not live on the internet. Uh, all right, I have one from Idolator. Jimmy World plays catch-up with the pop emo generation, Jay Harv. October 1st, 2007, 1.55 a.m. There is a missing image, but the alt tag is jimmyeatme.jpg, <laughs> which I thought was clever. <laughs> uh, artist, Jimmy World, title, Chase the Slight, web debut, October 1st, 2007, release date, October 16th, 2007. One listen verdict, even as idolaters acknowledged pop emo apologist, I am keenly aware of the limitations of my current pet pop rock subgenre, one whose great contribution to rock and roll was adding some minor key boohoo and warbly falsetto, warbly screech, and Selenian fist-to-chest breakdowns to oh goofy boy. skate punk, especially given how badly the genre has worn its recent growing pains. On the other hand, the emoified cuts, talking about Jimmy World's The Middle, uh, while a buzzing juvenile reprieve from the sensitive quarter-life crisis are indistinguishable from, well, The Middle, and usually not as catchy. Plus, even if it was what these bookish heartstick dudes were aiming for. They could write a circa 2005 Gerard Way caliber pop thrash tune if they were threatened with being forced to listen to Welcome to the Black Parade for 24 hours straight. And when it comes to emo softer side, Jamie World had simply gotten lapped by younger pop savvier bands over the last few years. 
Man, that was one long run on sentence. The electronically processed guitar and limply danceable beat of Here It Goes is neither as goshly vocoded as Hello Goodbye's emo dance atrocities, nor as honestly hooky as her average Fallout Boy single and electable Give It Up proves why even grown-ups should keep politics at arm's length, even if they're usually concerned with romantic traumas no deeper than a nasty Facebook comment. And then they, they end this off with the best track, Feeling Lucky, is fast, quick, only 235, and decent meat and potatoes, power pop slash pop punk of the sort that my tasteless emo omnivorous self has grown out of a decade ago. I feel like, did was there like a big push on thesaurus.com in October of 2007? <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> like they ran it all through it. <laughs> I wonder if they came out with like an AI. Yeah. Where they were like, you were jazz up your review, your normal thoughts, and then it spit out a new. Yeah. You know what? Thesaurusized version of what you you wrote. (laughs) The the very last one I have, it's just actually, I I wasn't going to read it, but I think it's positive, was The Eagle. So sing along to Hopeful Melodic World album, Thursday, March 27th, 2008. Jimmy World, Chase This Light, Interscope, sounds like a hook-heavy radio rock grade B. And they just said, though not pushing boundaries like in 2004's Futures, Chase This Light isn't afraid to experiment with Gotta Be Somebody's Blues, playing with a hushed, drawn-out sound, or serving up their challenging lyrics in Dizzy. Here it goes, encourages audience to hoo-hoo along with the band, and the band takes their own stab at political commentary in the anthemic Electable, give it up. Other noteworthy tracks are Big Casino or Big Asino, mm-hmm. Feeling Lucky, and the melodic title track. So I think Tracy Brooks actually had something nice to say about it there. The other ones <laughs> are just dicks. Yeah, I have some mixed stuff here. This is from lostatsea.net. I don't know. It's I had to go to archive.org to get it. Um, but here's the paragraph that mentions Feeling Lucky. lucky. On the slinking... Oh, and uh, just so you know, this is written... I don't know who it's written by, but rating got uh, 7.6 out of 10. So not a bad review on the record as a whole. Here's the That's paragraph. On the slinking gotta be somebody's blues, Adkins' whispery vocals and a haunting string section help buttress the track's ominous tone, yet only fans of plodding repetitive melodies will take to the song's molasses-like viscosity. Chase's Light <laughs> regains some of its early energy with the buoyant power pop of Feeling Lucky. The song lacks any sort of rough edge, though, leaving it sounding closer to That Thing You Do than, say, a praise chorus. So, like you said, that K-Earth sound. Yeah, man. I had, and I had to, I, I know I've done that thing you do at least twice as a rave to Jay, but I had to, I had to hold it, reel it back in, Justin. You're not going to do it. All right. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Uh-uh. <laughs> Dana uh, Carvey. I think we talked about that. Dana Carvey was, has done Conan show a couple times and he talks about that impression and he was like, George Bush never said that, <laughs> but, but it he just does felt like eyes. something he would say. And it was like one of those things I was able to say in his voice. So <laughs> not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. And then you and I know exactly. I can even yep. see him. Yep. This little suit on. So good. Um, <laughs> all right. This is um, from this stylusmagazine.com. Also went to archive.org to get it. Um, I assume I pulled these links out of wikipedia or something anyway they gave it a c plus which isn't great um here's the paragraph that mentions feeling lucky 
Vig, as he did with Against Me, trumps Gil Norton's job on futures with a thick glass coating that takes nearly any human element out of the record. It may seem foolish to apply terms like ambition or experimental to Jimmy World, but the reason for the record's uh, being held so dearly in the hearts of their listeners is due in large part to their big-hearted studio trials that gently nudge at the boundaries of their capabilities and end up in the liars-esque 12-minute loop that ended Goodbye Sky Harbor that measured mechanical grace of cautioners or night drives awkwardly sexual <laughs> awkward sexuality. The second half of Chase's Light is missionary straight choked with all American rejects like feeling luck lucky and the title track as well as the horribly staged studio effects of here it goes there's not even the big finale to save the thing i can hardly remember firefight or dizzy after several listens and i'm not at all that inclined to try harder to do so <laughs> so <laughs> a lukewarm review there um and lastly um up rocks has the uh, Jimmy Eat World best songs ranked. I think it's a top 30 that they did. This is not in that list, but it's mentioned here. So let's go ahead and read this. And we've we've mentioned this blurb several times before. If I had to choose my favorite Jimmy Eat World sequence, sequencing trope, I'll go with the B-side banger scene. Nothing wrong, get it faster, through, clarity, action needs an audience, robot factory, Songs that break up the typically slower, somber second halves and are afraid, unafraid to be inessential. Some are absolute keepers anyways. Very few would make the lists like these, but Firefight stands as one of the, one song in this category that fundamentally alters its parent album. On the whole, Chase This Light overcorrected toward genial hooks and cloying sentimentality, an understandable impulse after Futures failed to connect with pop audiences like its predecessors. But did their strengths really lie in feeling lucky or carry you, or a song like Firefight every bit as melodically powerful as the obvious singles in maintaining the jagged edge of Bleed American singles that weren't the middle? Anyway, so that is what... Uh, yeah, I guess it's <laughs> it's more praising Firefight than it is uh, right, feeling yeah. lucky, but... Uh, that is that blurb there. And that's all I have for reviews and articles. Okay. Y you want to watch a fan-made music video? Let's do it. There were a few. I, I feel like it. there were a couple for this. There were actually, oh, so I, I came across. I pulled this one. This is three. Slub 88. Yeah, this is, I wrote down fun. This is a fun one. I Yeah, yeah. I watched the first five seconds. I was like, oh yeah, we got to watch it's this. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so here it is. I mean, they got. Playing music and singing into microphones. Yeah. Oh, look at the time. This is so 2007. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got Great some job. depth. Classic refrigerator show. Oh yeah, dude. Lights on, lights off. Making breakfast. Oh, shoes. I like the lighting that they use in this live section. Yeah. It's cool. I don't know what my hair looks like that. I, I feel like we've done music videos <laughs> or covers with the, that same guy. But it's just pretty much everyone in 2007 had the same look. Yeah. Yeah. 
<gasps> Look at that oh my phone, God, phone, man. What was on that? earth was that phone? I don't even know. I could. I, I, was, I don't know if it's a Nokia or what. Drummer Shreds. There it is. Dude, Man. the X is at the end of that. Yeah, but you know what's funny is like when this came out, that was a little twelve-hour day right there. Um, when this came out thirteen years ago, so this came that was posted to YouTube February twenty-third, two thousand nine. Right, which means it was probably shot in two thousand eight or over the course of you know you know how people are probably over the course of a couple <laughs> years. <laughs> um, but fuck, what was I getting at there about the let me watch the end of that video because I don't remember where I was going. Go ahead. Um, oh, the text message thing. I don't think I think the first time I ever saw a text message on a screen in this way, the way that he's looking at the phone where it's a shot of him, not an insert shot of the text on the phone, but Hold it's on text on the screen next oh. to him. Sorry, I got to go back and look at it. OK, there yeah. it is. OK, OK. So, yes, so it's it's. This is a well-composed shot. He's sitting there looking at his phone, and up in the negative space is the text on the text. When did... The first time I saw that done was on... What was that Netflix show that Kevin Spacey was on? It was Political Thriller. Oh, oh yeah. Him and the girl from uh, the Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. Yeah. yeah. What was that show? House of Cards was there. the first time I ever saw that done. When was House of Cards? I feel like that was like early 2010s. So right? this is before that. That's pretty prescient. Like, it is. This is an effect that I've seen done more poorly than good. <laughs> um, and I would give this a pass. <laughs> like in terms of like it was four years before. Almost to the day, actually. Four years before the premiere of House of Cards, February 1st, 2013. I'm just good on them, man. Yeah. And look at the phone. So the phone he has looks like my LG chocolate, the one that you slid up in the front. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And that's like stuff that, I I don't know, man. I was just getting into texting at that point, I feel like. Uh, Yeah. What was it? like? Was it 250 characters? Was that the max? For a one that text, right? Yeah, right. Like you would see the little counter out of two hundred and fifty. Yeah. And dude, when text messaging became uh, like first came out, you remember you had to pay for like <sighs> each each one ten cents. Was it five or ten cents, something like that? I don't remember the price. I didn't pay. Like when I, and there were the nights when I was when I was date when I would not date, but I would like, be interested in somebody, and I thought this is an expensive little venture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Jeez. 
Yeah, you're right. This is really good. Hey, thanks. And I like that it has the, uh, what is it called? The Not the lead speak, but it's just the shorthand. Thanks, yeah. THNX, today, mm-hmm. you, and yeah. the letter U instead of Y-O-U. Thanks for the memories. It's very Yeah, very much. I like that. <laughs> yeah, right? Even though they were so great. And that album came out the same year. Oh, yeah. 2007, didn't it? Thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories. Was on out in 2007. Infinity on High. So yeah. a couple years before, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they, they dropped this in 2009. Yeah. Is this Kim Kardashian in this video? <laughs> And thanks for the memories with yeah. Pete, Mr. Pete Wentz. Let's see. No. Thanks is it? Oh, my video. gosh. Is it really? It does look like her. <laughs> I don't is. think it is. No. It is. It is? Yeah. Kim? Yep. All right. Who's Pete with right now? Is he with anybody? He lives in my neighborhood. <laughs> What's he up to? Does he make a ruckus? I don't know. I haven't seen him in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, it's possible he doesn't live here anymore. Yeah, right. Um, he's with somebody named Megan Camper. I don't know who that is. He was with Ashley Simpson. That's who he was with. Yeah, he was definitely with Ashley Simpson. Oh, yeah. All the pieces, the pieces, pieces of me. Pieces of me. Gosh, take me back to the late 2000s, man. I want to listen to some some second so wave emo. Boy talk on this one. Thanks for the memories is a jam. I would say that their new song is on par with thanks for the memory. Oh, sure. really? Okay, I'm excited. There, I want to listen to it with you after we finish potting. All right, we'll do that. It. Th- my favorite thing about Patrick Stump is his love for R&B. Yeah. And there's a great chord change in this new song. It's like very straight rock. Like you're like, this is Pete Wentz's baby. This is like a rock song. Uh-huh. But then you hear where Patrick was like, no, let's. what if we went to this chord? And it's just like, it's such a great, tension and payoff at the end and it's all it's pure r&b it's a yes. pure r&b move in the middle of this uh fucking song anyway that's all the uh <laughs> if anybody wants to hear that i guess <laughs> <laughs> um all right uh okay. so that was a great music video i uh commented unironically well done <laughs> um and there it is uh shall we jump into community unless let's you have anything it. else yeah let's go let's go let's do it all right, not a whole lot uh, from me. I've got, oh, 10 days ago, a random Chase the Slight poll from Exile on Dayton Street. Feeling lucky versus let it happen. David, okay. we have 188 Un- votes spread 188 across. 188 votes? It's 188 votes. I'm talking this through. 188 votes on an unpopular album. And we know that Spotify had this as the least listened to track. So I'm going to give, what was the other song? I can, okay, let me give you also Exile on Dayton Streets. They give one or two bullet points per track. So Feeling Lucky is one of several Chase This Light songs to be co-produced by John Fields in mm-hmm. addition to Chris Testa. Let It Happen, final single off of Chase This Light, co-produced mm-hmm. by John Fields, additional vocals from Amy Ross. Mm-hmm. So Feeling Lucky versus Let It Happen, 188 votes. Let It Happen takes the win here. Okay. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a hundred and twenty to sixty-eight. Man, you are so good. It's hundred and fifty-three to thirty-five, but it was definitely a landslide. Let it Whoa, happen. Oh, even worse than I yeah. thought. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. Let it happen really stuck its neck out on this one. Yeah. Oh. This is another track, and I feel like we've done this in the last couple of uh Jimmy songs. This is one where it's like people love it or hate it. Uh, mm-hmm. Two years ago by Bro, can we get Last Ride of the Night on Goliath? 
least favorite song on any I record. I can't wait till we find out what that actually <laughs> right. means. I, I, I'm no still way. going with Last Ride of the Night on Goliath. Bro, can we get Last Ride <laughs> of the Night on Goliath? Seriously, this guy is a Southern California boy <laughs> or girl. <laughs> they are gonna go oh yeah man i just go to this guy lives Flags, in Saugus. Magic Mountain. yeah right i magic mountain's my normal haunt dude i don't know what to say uh, <laughs> i thought this would be an interesting question because it would get people to bring out their critiques and constructive criticisms to be honest i don't even have an answer to this question but i'm curious to see if others do uh does it show up here it shows up three times speedy 27 says from chase this light feeling lucky is there uh least favorite seeds who has shown up several times in our uh community uh chase this light feeling lucky didn't like it and then also bro can we get last Friday of the night and goliath also admitted that chase this light was feeling lucky so <sighs> at least two of three people that we've commonly had on uh community said they didn't Look, like it when feeling lucky is among your worst songs, you're doing pretty well as a band. Yeah, I think that's a great observation. Yeah. Uh, five years ago, from Randomizer, 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 yeah, ran- Randomizer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you maybe you overheard this from Matilda, but uh, escapologist. <laughs> An, the word escapologist. Uh, yeah. Right. Randomizer. Yeah. The old emphasis on the wrong syllable. That's right. Uh, interview with Jim on Chase This Light. So they talked about the Chorus FM interview. The one, I believe this was the one that did not, this was the first one. This might have been Craig Manning. Uh, so they just referred back to that. And in this thread, Randomizer says, uh, they'll do something with Chase This Light once they work out how to perform Feeling Lucky and Gotta Be Somebody's Blues live. Haha. <laughs> Which is interesting. Have they done Gotta Be Somebody's Blues live? I can't remember. I'll but find you- out. You said they did not do feeling feeling lucky at all. They did not ever done feeling lucky. Yeah, that that track, feeling lucky, and also got to be somebody's blues seems to be the most controversial tracks on this. They've album. not done got to be somebody's blues. Yeah. See, so randomizer five years ago he said it, but mm-hmm. I feel like it, I feel like randomizer likes these tracks, but the fact that those two are mentioned, <laughs> yeah, not done. Okay. Um, underrated overrated walking on a wire from three years ago where does this show up oh so they said so walking on a wire said chase this light overrated was feeling lucky or big casino uh yeah so you know ewend lant user ewend lant said under underrated for uh chase this light was feeling lucky and then also greveling 89 who we have definitely had mentioned in um in other community under Rated. Feeling lucky for Chase This Light and overrated was Dizzy. And then deleted post. It's a, it's still impossibly hard to be a rock band. Anyways, their favorite was Feeling Lucky. So whoever mm. that deleted account was, liked Feeling Lucky. It ended up making it to round three before it was knocked out. So it didn't make it halfway through with 44% or 19 votes in Pebble Swift's Chase This Light Survivor 2019. You know what's wild to think is that when we started this, Pebble Swift's Chase This Light Survivor or any kind of Survivor series was brand new. And now yeah. it's like I'm going three years ago. And we had him on. Yes, we had him on when he was progress. walking around. He was walking around on 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 the phone with me when mm-hmm. I was interviewing him. Probably his doctorate at this point. He was on campus, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> he's, he's moved on, man. 
there is a Will Fish for Reels four months ago. Fan appreciation of Chase Will This Fish Light. For reals. Mm. I've noticed in discussions on this forum and others that Chase This Light gets mediocre reviews at best from a lot of fans. <laughs> It's always puzzled me because I love this album and it's one I can listen to from front to back. No skips. Not even Gotta Be Somebody's Blues. Uh, can anyone give me their thoughts on why or what it is about this album that they don't like? And I want to see where it shows up. Uh, Patrick Toba, the only mentioner in this. Big Casino is the high point of the whole album and it's the first track. Feeling Lucky is a fun song, but it's complete filler. I don't know about that. <laughs> And okay, the <laughs> the last two I thought were interesting here. So I'm, I'm going to start with the worst three song stretch. And somebody says, not only Nez 477 from a year ago, theirs was Electable, Gotta Be Somebody's Blues and Feeling Lucky. Cincy Gamer, Cincinnati Gamer, they probably watch sports. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Electable, Gotta Be Somebody's Blues and Feeling Lucky would be up there for me as well. Not a fan. Those are the only two mentions there. But then let's let's wrap this up with Nez 477's best four-song stretch on any album. Excellent. And <laughs> yes. In this thread, obviously. <laughs> okay, I got I just saw an orange one pop up here. I gotta talk about. Um, there was okay, the top, is it the top comment? No, it's not the top comment. It's the second top comment. Duke Nuke 12 says, <laughs> both, <laughs> both my knee-jerk choices come from Chase the Slight. Let it happen. Always be carry you electable. Give it up. Or here it goes, Chase the Slight, Firefight Dizzy. I could spend more time thinking about it, but those are otherworldly to me. And then Holly Bohr says, um, I'm going to argue the case for a five-song stretch, Big Casino. Uh, let it happen. Always be carry you electable. Such a good run, run of songs. Oh, man. But then Kenzie Summers pops into your thread here because uh, BC is like the only good song on the album. And then you said canceled. <laughs> so in, in that's here, a good comment. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Big that's Casino is comment. like the what? only good song on the album. Uh, Did I get can- ratioed? <laughs> dude, you got two points, man. All right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here it goes. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but you you do have a fan though. Holly Bohr does say Team Chase the Slight represent. Also love feeling lucky. Here it goes. Chase the Slight Firefight Dizzy. But the first half just wins it for me. So there are some Chase the Slight lovers out there. That's all I have for our community. <laughs> oh yeah. There we have it. There it is, Dan Toasty. <laughs> I was, I was like, I don't use the soundboard enough. I should, yeah. I should react instead of going. Mm, yeah, mm, right. Mm, I should just use. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I have a couple other community things. Let's look at the top comment on song meanings. This is by Tiny Vessels, who we've discussed in the past. October 27th, 2007, says, The song didn't really jump on at me when I initially listened to the album, but the lyrics are gold. We talked about this. This is probably the comment we're talking about. Yeah. I think the song is about a relationship where one person is clearly being walked all over, but feels really helpless about it all. The person with the upper hand is sucking all the happiness and bliss that is the honeymoon phase out of their relationship, but the other person can't do anything about it. They're trapped. I love this song. 
that is Tiny Vessel's take on the uh, song. Let's go ahead and look at Shout Box over at Last FM and see if there's anything worth mentioning here. <laughs> Corey Grimes, first comment, October 13th, 2007. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Given Inescapable. Right there. <laughs> Inescapable. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Somebody uh, went ahead and put their MSN. Uh, <laughs> Herbert Menolt at hotmail.com. So if you have MSN Messenger, you can message them. <laughs> Where is it? I'm looking for Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Herbert Man at D at yeah. hotmail.com. Hebert. Uh, Ebert. Dak Attack has some good comments here. July 12th, 2008. These lyrics are laid out so perfectly that it's almost as if it was engineered to be a fun song to sing along to. And I think what Dak Attack is probably referring to is the that that melody. Yeah, and the cadence with which he's he's got two different vocal melodies, and he was like, "Well, why don't we do them both?" And we'll just a b them, you know, the yeah. a part and it goes into the b part, and then we go into a c part later. Um, and then uh, in verse three, we'll do it all at the same time. And then uh, Dak Attack also says, "Also, Butch Vig shines here." I don't, I don't know how i could put my i i i have a feeling what dak attack is saying that bush vick is shining there is really that john fields is shining there mm-hmm. john fields and chris testa um but uh yeah uh let's see uh that's a long comment i don't feel like reading <laughs> uh, some people are arguing about paul mccartney um <laughs> Hero Gotham Needs also says it's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. There's two. I upvoted both. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, somebody else in 2013 says more on below. And I'm assuming it has something to do with the uh, Paul McCartney thing. I think whoever wrote the Paul McCartney comment is, uh, deleted it because <laughs> I don't see it. Um, JT O'Donnell is not a fan. It's not in his top 100. And here's the beginning of the Let It Happen entry. Um, of his list. Chase's Light is a pop record, perhaps the poppiest one they've done. Yes, even poppier than Bleed American. In some parts, that wasn't great. Cough, feeling lucky, cough. <laughs> but highlights all contain their impenetrable pop sensibility. So, specifically called out feeling lucky <laughs> as being basically trash. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that was uh, unfortunate to see. Absolutely love this song. So, um, kind of interesting. I'm just waiting for a link to load. I'm not being uh, ridiculous okay. <laughs> about <laughs> I'm sitting here. It's an archive.org link. Archive.org does what they want when they want. Um, Jimmy Eat World posted this to Twit FM forever ago. I can't even see when this is from. 2010. Uh, March of 2010. And uh, we have four comments here on it. Katie Pierce says, love it. Sammy1405 says, sounds pretty good. Chase's Light was awesome. The 10th time I heard it. And this one is very promising tune. Or the first time I heard it. It's like one degree time I heard it. <laughs> and uh, this one is very promising too. Um, GP Sherry says, sweet. That's my second favorite from Chase This Light. And then the Unappliable uh, says, this is pretty cool. Actually, one of my favorite songs in life. Less than three. So that is the last of that. Or in life? What is it? In life? In life. Wow. Um, and that is all I have. I have no other versions. I have no live versions and I've got a couple covers. Awesome. Okay. All right. Yeah. Ah. Same. Oh, but I also have a surprise for you. Let me pull it up here. 
Uh, you want to go over one of the covers and I'll or, sure. So <laughs> I've actually, got you um, mention one of the covers and I'll tell you if you, you know what. If you okay, play it or not. we have had we have gone over this individual's covers at least two or three times. Hysteria Addict, eight seventeen. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about Hysteria Addict and then I'll pull up my thing. His is great. So let's listen to his. He's got a very unique voice. Once you hear it, you'll know. There's a chance. Yeah. One of us will give in soon. Check out the gamer chair. I could ask. Hell yeah. But what's an answer gonna prove? When I try to get mad, the fever drops my heart. Can't break cause the beating stopped ya. Suck that lucky feeling right out of me. Wanna laugh? Take a look around the room. It's a dance. Time he sounds like Colin Malloy from The Decemberists. Yeah, he does. I can only take a guess what the morning brings. If it feels too good, then it probably is. Yeah, suck that, that lucky, lucky feeling right out of me. I follow your side. It's wild to think a minute in and they're already to the bridge, you know? Yeah. Well, there's not really like a Once proper chorus. the whole time man hysteria addict 817 always delivers and that i mean that sounded like a december song i was like what december song do i (laughs) play and my guess is that i want to play something oh there's no more let me look it's so funny like i listen to the decemberists but i don't know the names of any of their songs okay there's a good one that i know that don't carry it all is a good one don't carry it all. Okay, let's uh listen to that. Yeah. So here for those un an uninitiated, here's a little bit of the Decemberists, uh, and we can hear how it sounds kinda like that guy. Yeah. A neighbor's blessed bird. 
Sounds like Hysteria Addict, man. Dude, so good. I like his sound. Not make you happy, you know? Yeah, it's super so fun. happy. Super, super fun. So uplifting to me. <clears throat> All right. All right. Well, I'm okay. gonna be able to knock out three of these. Do it. By Did doing you... four drumsticks, Hondu, and Blake Dvorak. Yes. Um, together. I synced them up and I yes! made the band. I was hoping you would. Okay, cool. <laughs> Very cool. So uh here they are, two drummers and a guitar. <laughs> Yeah, man. All right. slide too yeah baby all right (laughs) nice yeah man i thought it was fun they all played at the same time so yeah um, there was that knocked that knocked all them out um how about paul neal did you see paul neal paul neal yes with an electric yes yeah so i yeah i didn't know what to categorize this as i put this as a band because like he sings he does all kinds of stuff so 
I like the title of it, 405 Midnight, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. There's a chance One of us will give it soon I could ask But what's in it's gonna prove Hey, it's Paul. Oh, cool. I try to get mad, but the fever drops. My heart can't break because the beating stops. To suck that lucky feeling right out of me. Wanna laugh? We'll take a look around the room. It's a dance. Tide steps, brand new shoes. <laughs> Us clapping together right there is yeah, like, right. <laughs> tell me you guys have latency without telling me you guys have latency. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's funny because, yeah, you're right. It was just, it was just electric in him. I was like, oh man, he probably like did like a whole thing, you know, an arrangement. But it's good. Yeah, Paul Neal, Paul. All right. Does All this right. take us to uh, Rave DJ? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. Do you have? Did you rave DJ them? with another jimmy world song at all i did i did one ray dj and that's it's with a jimmy world song yes i have one with a jimmy world song did you do one with another pop punk band from the early 2000s i did not do any other ones so anything beyond oh that's the only one okay yeah and then okay so now okay the other one you did with another so you did two jimmy world songs i just did one jimmy world song well this and i only have one You did Feeling Lucky with a Jimmy Eat World song, you're saying? Correct. That's your rave DJ. Yep. Did you do it with a Jimmy Eat World song that had uh, (laughs) the word in this name? A a word from this song in that Um, song's name? No. Okay, cool. So we got two different All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Nice. 
I, I'm glad you did it that way. <laughs> giving it away. Since you have one, um, <laughs> since you have one, do I do one? Yeah, I think then... you do one, if okay. not two. If you're on fire, do two, and then I'll do one, okay. and then you can do your last one. That's... You want to? You want to hear feeling Denver lucky? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Let's go feeling Denver lucky. Here we go. I'm already. How is it this, this good? I know. I'm loving this already. Oh man! Dude, David, this is so good. So good. <laughs> This is so good! Anyway, it was... I couldn't oh, believe it! Oh, man! <laughs> That's so good! Because in my mind, I was yeah. like, oh, feeling really lucky Denver meant, like... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, That's so those good. were so good together. Right. Um, let's, let's, let's do... Then, then we'll end you, then me. Okay. Uh, here is Anthem Lucky. So this is right. uh, when Jim said it's a bar brawl. It's another loser anthem. Oh! <laughs> Immediately, I was like, another loser anthem. Whoa! <laughs> so right. here is anthem lucky. <laughs> oh, good Charlotte, man. <laughs> oh, it fell apart here, but I yeah. like the intro. Yeah, me too. Okay, it fell apart it, there. But it I had really promise. Like the, I like the opening of it. Yeah, it me too. All right, so what do you got? Okay, I've got Lucky Authority Song. I took one after oh, that really okay. crappy review. <laughs> but I thought this one, I listened to it, and I thought it was okay. Let's see. Oh, hell yeah. That yeah. went in perfectly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Oz. <laughs> So many it does okay up until the bridge. It does all right. Yeah, so many Oz. Yeah. <laughs> okay, finally, we're going to end up with that feeling you do. <laughs> yeah, you did it. All right, it wasn't yeah, me. Maybe. It was not me that did it. <laughs> yes!
Wendy's. <laughs> it's just the wonders yeah. soloing over the entire song. <laughs> The bridge works. (laughs) You're losing your band, guy. Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song "Feeling Lucky" by the band Jimmy World? I've I've always I've always loved this track, and so, and this resolidified my love for this um this song. Uh, it it comes in, it's so fast, it it just kind of like it drops in, slams slams its amazingness around, and then is just gone. Um, I'm glad that it comes after "Gotta Be Somebody's Blues" because it, it takes you out of that that moment that really kind of brings me out of the album. Um, so when feeling lucky comes on, I think this is it. This is the bop. I'm, I'm bouncing my head around. I might be clapping a little bit, but this is a good track lyrically, sonically, the band, it does a great job on this. Um, I love it. Absolutely love it. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, this episode is an indicator at all. (laughs) Um, I think, uh, it's a super fun one. And, uh, and yeah, I, I I hope that now I will remember it by its name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was a fun episode, fun song, great song. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we did it. Mm-hmm. So, well, if uh, if you find yourself uh, ever uh, feeling unlucky, don't worry. Just remember to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! And I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> Give me a Wilhelm. <laughs>